so really this process is us becoming more spiritual like stepping into our spiritual being an energetic being is this totally it's is remembering, remembering remembering that we are divine remember mm-hmm. that we are more than the body remembering that. that we're using like one percent out of our abilities and our gifts welcome to the feeling free podcast My name is Ben Harris, also known as The Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Let's welcome Daniela, whose energy and aura are just truly powerful, powerfully loving and calm, um, very grounding and leaving me inspired. She's a spiritual guide and a spiritual mentor. We talk about manifestation, what's stopping you from receiving what you want, spirituality, the fifth dimension, the matrix, confronting death, and man, this is a dope combo. Enjoy. And Daniela, my friend. Welcome. I'm just, I'm freaking stoked to have this conversation with you because you are, um, you just, and I mean like just a fascinating soul and like spirit and your energetic presence is just truly like calming and powerful to me. So I'm super stoked to have this conversation with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate. And it's it's such a beautiful thing. I I take all your words in, like I told you the Mm -hmm. other day, I'm just going to take them in and then reflect back to you on, I was thinking about before we jumped into this episode, just the power of what you're doing, the power Mm. of, of doing this podcast, of talking about fear, of talking about your own journey and how needed that is in today's world. So um, yeah, thank you for having me. You know it. And that's awesome. So like on that note, um, what is, like, what is your journey with fear? Like, I'm curious for you, whether it's current, past, both, what is your journey with fear specifically? Personally, I love it. It's like yes. a love and hate relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I started to post about my journey on Instagram, which was about five years ago. I remember like I go back to the post a lot because sometimes, you know, it's just so inspiring to listen back to where you were at that time and where you are, like who you are today. And I remember um, the, one of the first posts that, you know, had a lot of, of um, engagement was about fear, about mm. talking about how fear it's like our friend and is telling us when we're not moving forward wow. and it's telling us like, hey, um, are you going to let me stop you (laughs) Mm -hmm. or are you going to continue? So my relationship with fear has always been such a close one because it's like this, um, like, like, how do you say compass that tells me where I'm moving and where I'm not. And Mm -hmm. if I can't remember the words of that was like, fear always comes along. (laughs) Mm. Um, So it's not like I get rid of fear. It's more like I go with the fear and I still do it. And I kind of just ask for feedback and how I'm doing (laughs) when when, when you get a little rocky. That's amazing. I mean, right. So we're definitely on the same page there, um, which is beautiful. But you have had a different fearful experience that I've never had as far as almost dying. Right. So, <laughs> so that, that was another one. That's a different, that's a different type of fear. <laughs> totally. And that it's like, I mean, that's such an experience. So for, for you guys listening, I had a near death experience um, 
I think it was four years ago. And what happened is was I was on my way to see my family um, after, right after Christmas and we were going to go to North Carolina. And I was just flying because I had to work on on those, uh, I think it was like New Year's Eve or something. Mm-hmm. So then I was flying the next day and everything was going really well. All of a sudden the pilot comes on and he says, um, we're going down. And And you're like... Is this like a joke? Like, so at that moment, I look, I look at the guy that's next to me and I, and I was never more excited to have somebody sitting next to me because mm. I'm usually like, oh, I just hope I had more space, yeah. you know, like, and then I just look at the guy, like, is this for real? And then we just looked at each other and we just nod like, all right. So there were no okay. words. It was just nodding. Yeah. Yeah. I really, because wow. you're at that moment you know, you're just kind of communicating with all the emotions, with everything that is in your, like what you're saying with your eyes, with your energy. And mm. then I was on the window. So I looked down the window and I just, you know, feel right away the plane is like the, the, how do you, how do you call the, when you go, when you're going down like that, you know, feeling oh, that yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, we're like rapidly descending. And I so at that was actually, like, so that was actually happening. We're rapidly descending. Yeah, no, you, we felt, we felt oh. that like going down. Okay. Like, yeah. So it wasn't just the, like, it wasn't just the pilot saying we're going down. Like, and by the way, that's a terrible way to announce that I assume, but like terrible way, but so you could actually like feel yourself just going down. Yes. Because you feel it in your feet. You feel the gravity Yeesh. when you're going down. So, because when, as he said it, you know, something, you know, like some machine, like the motor of the freaking, you know, airplane just <laughs> went weird like some weird sounds and then you're mm. rapidly descending like rapidly descending Crazy. so i looked down the window and i was just like okay so then you go through like stages of you know first you're in shock mm-hmm. and then you go past the shock and you go into like this like you you your whole life just kind of comes and you start to Think about the things that you haven't done. Think about the things that you could have done. Think about, you know, what kind of life you have and, mm. and if you're happy with it, what you could have done differently. And then all these things. And by then I was, I was pretty lost. I was just really not where I wanted to be, neither using mm. my fullest potential. So, but then you get to this part where it's like acceptance. And then in this acceptance, you you come into like, everybody talks about, and I've been a yoga teacher for eight years. So everybody talks about this oneness, this idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, inner connection Mm -hmm. and, you know, mentally, like I understand the concept. I know (laughs) we're one and and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but, but it's one thing to understand it with the mind and to actually embody it and really experience what it is, Mm -hmm. this oneness. So this acceptance, when I was like, okay, all right, if this is it, I could feel the souls of everybody on that plane. I mean, this is a commercial flight, so it's a lot of people on yeah. that plane, kids crying, everybody freaking out. The air, yeah. the air attendants just kind of, you know, the attendants are just kind of running back and forth. I'm like, this, by the way, the worst way to handle an emergency <laughs> on our plane mm-hmm. ever. So, and you, but you're in that acceptance, you feel everybody's acceptance too. Mm-hmm. And you understand the collective union that we all talk about as oneness, you know? And in that moment, it was one of the most beautiful things that I could have experienced because that stayed with me forever. Like I understand that even if we can't, you know, understand that in an everyday life, that is something that it's there. 
And then after that, I made a promise. And I promise that, okay, I acceptance. I am okay. Like you, you really, when you're about to die, I think you, yeah, you have the regrets, but you also come to like an acceptance and that's beautiful. But I was like, if, <laughs> here it is, if I do make it though, um, I promise to live to my fullest potential. I promise mm. to do and everything was this like that actually, I haven't done. Was this like a prayer in your head or in your heart? Like you were actually saying these words? No, this is like a prayer with my full body. Like I'm mm. looking out the window and my full body is saying, I promise to the universe, I promise to this oneness that if I get to, if I make it out of this, if I, if I make it, mm. then I promise to carry this message and I promise to do the things that I've been just playing around, that I just been postponing and, you know, what is it? I, I don't know. Is we just, we just wait for the best next opportunity. We just mm. wait for the right, perfect moment. And I was like, none of that, none of that. So anyway, we rapidly descending. I think we were on the floor in like less than 10 minutes from like all the way up to the top. Um, and yeah, I mean, we made it. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. It worked out. It was scary as hell. I, I stayed like, I think after, a month like that I, I barely talked I was like nobody understands <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody gets it nobody yeah. gets that I'm alive <laughs> yeah so or probably oh yeah or just even that experience like no one like not many people can actually relate to that yeah so that's so what have you like regarding this pandemic right hopefully so I mean you're in Sweden <clears throat> excuse me so you have an experience like you've experienced it through the collective for sure. And I know energetically you've experienced it, but as far as like, um, like with your own eyes and that type of experience, but I'm curious because from my beliefs and from what I've observed is why everyone is freaking out during the pandemic is because it is exposing our immortality or <clears throat> excuse me, not immortality, our immortality and that we're not immortal. And so when that is threatened, but it's not just like a moment like you had, it's prolonged and you see it and you feel it every single day. It's like, um, and so the illusion of control, the illusion that we live forever or that like all these things, like it's, I call it an illusion because it's like, all it has done is revealed, right? That's already been there. Like everyone is born and then like we die. So from your experience, like, or how can people confront death in like the most, inspiring way because it seems like you are just you've moved forward with a zest for life which completely makes sense so how can people take that now and even in any chaotic situation going forward i'm going to answer that question and and i want for everyone who's listening i everything i say is an invitation of awakening a little spark within your brain to think about a different way or to shift your perspective or to look at it differently, which maybe you never thought about it before. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question going back before this whole pandemic started. So I was in Miami with my partner and we went to Miami and we went to Colombia to visit family. And I remember we love, you know, uh, workouts and like uh, intensive, intensive cardio and whatever. So we went to um, Barry's boot camp. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with mm -hmm. that. So we were at Barry's boot camp, and I remember we were sitting outside, and this is in Miami. We're sitting outside after, you know, like could barely breathe. That was really hard, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 
and I'm, I'm just telling you that story because I remember what was going through my head in that moment. And I was sitting there and this was February. And I mean, it was like the last week of February before everything went, you know, broke and, and went crazy. And I'm sitting there and I'm telling David, like, sometimes what hap- what I can see is hard for me to explain to other people. Mm-hmm. So I try with my partner and, you know, he tries to understand as much as he <laughs> can. But I remember saying, everybody's asleep, mm-hmm. David. Everybody is numbed. Where are the people? Hmm. It was, it, I told him, like, I feel like I am in a video game and everybody, it's like in another channel. Hmm. And I was, and I was trying to explain that. And I even told my friend after that, because I was like, that's very interesting because I remember in the class, that's when it really hit me. Like everybody was so into, or their bodies or the mirror or something else. And, and I was like, but what is like, are we awakened to this moment or are we into what we are conditioned to be thinking, to be doing, to be feeling? And I told him every conversation, because I think by then we were being, we're, we're, we're been in Miami for like a week and a half or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him like, I have not met a human. Huh. Like I can count with one hand, the people that I felt were in mm-hmm. this moment with me because nobody is in the present moment. I was like, I feel like even if I heard them, even if like knock on their heads, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? What's happening? And that was, and I remember, and then that was a conversation that I remember another dinner, I think two days after when I was telling my friend, I was like, I'm afraid. Mm. I'm actually afraid that I am the only person awake in this world. Mm. That what's, what's happened to our humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was such a like, drastic awaken awakening into like that understanding and i remember saying in that very moment i told them something drastic has to happen really wow otherwise how are we going to massively awake and then a week after you know we fly back to sweden and everything is closed and things are going crazy and people are freaking out and and you know we're gonna die and the world is gonna end Mm -hmm. so my invitation to everybody who's listening in ways of how do we look at this you know mortality at this you know i'm gonna die and the world is gonna end Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say is to look at it as a massive awakening to the beauty and the vulnerability of being in the moment. Because in the moment, we can be hurt. We can be, you know, we can die. Mm. We can be in full joy. We can be in full range of emotions. And we haven't been able to be in that full range of emotions for decades. So what a beauty to awaken to the fragility Mm. of the human experience. I like that. Yeah, the fragility. That's a very good word Mm. to put it. Like the vulnerability. Like you said, like the human experience, like for real. Like it's been extremely motivating to me. Like death is one of the, I think, if not the best, one of the best motivators as far as just to like live. Um, and Indeed. from what, what we've talked about, just because it's like a reminder, it's like, you know, like, so are you fearful of dying at all? 
or like, are you in complete acceptance? Thank you for asking that. Um, of course, like it kind of goes and goes back and forth. I remember a year ago staring out my window in the kitchen and saying, I could die. I could die today. I could die right mm -hmm. now. I'm so happy. And in those <laughs> moments, I do have them and, and more so than not, more so than I, I really do every day, everything that I can to live in the moment, to do my best and, and to have, you know, a, a life that I feel proud of. So I don't fear dying the way I used to at all. What I'm feeling nowadays is that because I have these huge projects and these huge downloads from the universe that yeah. I feel like I can't die right now because I am needed. Mm. <laughs> I have a mission. I really need to complete this. And that's, you know, what I'm working with nowadays that is like, please let me complete this <laughs> and then I'm good. But usually I do have this idea of I did every I, I do everything I, mm. I possibly can. That's amazing. And then with, will you briefly explain to the listeners, like, how would you explain, because you mentioned, you know, channeling and these downloads, how would you describe your gift? I mean, and you do many different things, but what would you, just how would you explain that? Yeah. So in terms of what it is channeling, it's pretty much going into the frequency of of the universe, you can call it. People mm -hmm. call it Akashic Records. Um, I call it the information that is available for everybody. And if you are, if you quiet yourself enough to get to a frequency when you match that vibration of information, then you can access it because it's not like it's locked. It's out there for everybody. But of course, uniquely for me, I have an ability to tap into energies and to tap into the matrix and to tap into how are we, how are the dynamics of energetics and to talking to interdimensional beings in general, when there's a mm. message that needs to come through for the collective. So for example, I just recently received a message that I shared yesterday on my Instagram about what's currently taking place in the world right now and the understanding of this, you know, how are you saying, how do we move and understand what's happening right now in the world? And they were pretty much saying that the world is shedding a layer of dust, is shedding a layer that it's, you can call it a 3D reality. And a 3D reality is, it's, being such in search of survival instinct, you know, trying to just kind of live by and, you know, be numbed and, and sleep and, and all these things. So we're moving into a broader consciousness, into a five dimension, which is the way I saw the world when I was channeling and when I was receiving this information. And what I do when I, when I channel is that pretty much my consciousness just kind of moves around in the universe and, and receives messages. Um, but I saw the, the, the world, I was talking to Mama Earth, actually. Mama Earth was showing me itself in the world and this fluorescent like a aura like an auric field around it and in light and it was beautiful colors like greenish and, and and purple and white and that is the new aura of the world but we need mm. to shed this other one first so a few i think do you remember the the fires in australia like was that like a year ago vaguely i mean i know it's really really bad 
Yeah. Okay. So when that happened, I got a channel message that they were saying that everything dies and everything moves and nothing is permanent. And that is the fragility and the beauty of being alive. So when everybody was freaking out back then, what I was channeling was do not freak out. Everything, we are going to die. We're going to evolve. Things are not permanent. Yeah. And they showed me the same thing because back then they showed me we were moving to a new world. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe the world is going to end and we're going to move to another planet. <laughs> That's what I thought back then. Mm. But two days ago, what they showed me is that we're not moving to a different planet. Yes, a different earth as we know it, but it's the same earth that is restructuring and that is moving into a different frequency collectively, massively. Yeah, I love that. that what? Yeah, that completely makes sense. And I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> and then as far, <laughs> as far as like these gifts, right? Like how was it? I'm curious, like growing up. So being sensitive, being received, like, you know, receiving these messages. What was it like navigating like childhood or just like, because obviously you were a rare human, right? And so what was it like? Yeah, just what was it like as a kid? Hmm. So, and I want to explain a little bit when you say you're a rare human, because it's like, well, we're all unique, right? Yes. So it's not like I am, you know, this only person in the world that is unique, <laughs> but I am unique. My, I'm the technology of my body is very unique. And mm. if you guys are familiar with human design, I am a reflector. So I just pretty, I'm a mirror of the world. So I, I need to tap into and try and test every single energy that is out there. That's why I'm very unique in my technology and my ability to test out energies and to be connected to the matrix. But navigating that as a kid, when you have no idea that you're yeah. testing everybody's energies. And even today, you know, today I was, I was in the bus and I was thinking, I am today, I am 29 or 28. I don't know something either 29 or 28 years old and I was thinking and I think that today <laughs> I don't know but I think that today it was is the first time where I am in my own energy consciously mm. because what happens is that I am always on somebody else's energy because uh, so you're reflecting it's the mirror Yes, okay. exactly. So I'm rarely on my own. I don't know what my own is like or mm. feels like. So I always feel like I'm so many different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So today was the first time that I was like, no, this isn't, I'm starting to understand what my vibration looks like. Anyway, when I was a kid, when you have no idea about this and having parents that are, um, my dad has no patience. He's always go, 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 go. So I'm always, you know, ah, okay, let's go. And then my mom is a very, you know, she's stressed out and she's always on the run and things like that. So I used to have a lot of anxiety attacks and a lot of like stress and like high level yeah. stress, even though being like a 10 year old, it's like, how is that possible? Yeah. But I was super stressed all the time. And my aunt, my mom's aunt or my no my mom's sister she is a medium and she's a witch and she also is able to feel spirits and things like that so she was like my ally I remember uh, you know I would have times with her when she would read you know my coffee I was not allowed to drink coffee but you know <laughs> we just did it so she'll drink my coffee and we'll talk to spirits and all these things mm. and he was the only person that I was like I was feeling like, yeah, I know. I'm totally like, I hear you. I see the spirits and I feel them. And this, this is real, but you know, her story, it's, it's, it's very, it's a strong story, but 
she's died three times. I mean, it's, it's quite a story. Wow. So like I had one year at that experience, she has three. So, you know, she's on another level. So <laughs> my family couldn't handle, I mean, back then you were talking in Colombia where people are really religious, where nobody likes to talk about spirits and witches and things like that. So my family did not like her and thought that she was crazy, that she was, you know, bipolar or all this thing. So when I realized as a kid that they thought she was crazy, then I shot off all my yeah. gifts and I was like, I want to be respected <laughs> and um, I'm not here to, you know, to be left out of the family. Thank you very much. So that, that was, that was crazy navigating that I think. And I, and I, I, I shot it off so hard that I never thought about it again until I was, mm. I mean, until what, five years ago, four years ago. That's great. And um, what, what made you think about it again? So I was in Bali for a yoga teacher training. Like I said, I was a yoga teacher back then. Mm -hmm. So I just went to have one of my advanced trainings there and I was not ex expecting any of those, you know, if you have you been in Bali before? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the energy of Bali, is very awakening and very, mm. um, how do you say it's tangible. It's very mm. tangible. So over there with all this healing that I was doing, all this shadow work that I was doing and, you know, all these awakenings that I was having, I, I just started to awaken to like dreams and seeing people's secrets and feeling hmm. people's emotions. And I was like, Oh, wow, this is a lot of information. <laughs> like, am I going crazy? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> um, so the way it happened in terms of like feeling people's in my body is that we were at this part of the training it was you know supposed to read people's bodies physically of course as a yoga mm. teachers to understand their body um why they have like a shoulder that is higher or they have like a hip that is you know crooked or things like that so but my teacher who's amazing by the way les leventhal has an he's had an amazing life so such an inspiring journey and he was asking us to just sense it with our energy he's like mm. if you are not reading it what do you sense on their bodies and when it was my turn to read this pre this this woman's body i just be like my body just went into a shock and it started to mm. like i felt pain on my belly and trauma and i was wow. like this is not my body what's happening so so that was the under the first understanding of i can transport or somebody, I can just be on somebody's body so mm. that I can give them the information. And I knew that there was a trauma. I knew where it was coming from. I knew what she was holding. I knew everything. And, but after that, I was so tired. Like, I think my, my friends, I remember my friends carrying me to, to where really? I was staying because I couldn't even, I was just like dead afterwards. Wow. It was so much an exchange of a exchange of energies that I didn't know what was happening. So that was pretty wild. That is wild. And like, so for you, right, you're on, I like how you said the technology of your body. I like that. As far as like, yeah, you are a reflector, you are a mirror. And you said that for the first time, like today you're sitting in the bathroom like, oh, like I know that you're embodying your own energy. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of us um, during this pandemic, um, a lot of the pain we're experiencing is not only our own, but it is out of, of the collective, like pain that is just being unearthed or trauma or we're being asleep so there's it's not just our painful awakening or growing pains whatever you want to call it it's everyone so especially for just people who are you know empathic and really like 
especially people who are listening to this, I know there's a lot of people. How do you protect your energy or how do you stay grounded? I want to say a couple of things before I answer that question. Mm -hmm. And the things that I want to say on that is because right now we're moving into 5D frequency where there is no I anymore. Everything is us, right? So what Mm -hmm. you do energetically, what you heal energetically, you heal for the collective and you heal for, you know, for your ancestral line. So one of the things where I received in this message two days ago from Mama Earth was do not resist whatever is moving through right now. Because when you resist, and I saw it in the matrix energetically, what happens when somebody resists their awakening, when somebody resists to feel that which you're saying, you're feeling everything and you're not feeling only you, but you're feeling the collective. Mm -hmm. But if you resist that, if you try to push it away, if you try to, you know, understand everything and try to figure everything out, (laughs) what you're doing is you're creating a pattern of, of, it's like, um, it's like an aura. If you can, you can think about it this way. It's like a a feel of resonance. And what happens is that everybody that is around you is, is perceptive to that code and that code will be the code of resistance. Mm. So when you are resisting something and you're pushing it away and you're trying to resist the awakening that's happening, you are resisting and creating that energy wave for the collective. And or either you're creating it or you're reinforcing it. But when you do the opposite, when you let it run through, when you use the technology of your body to move it through your body, to not personalize yourself or to not, because what happens with emotions and with things like that, we always feel like they're us but they're not. So if we think about our, our, our bodies as an instrument that is just like river running through and allowing them to move through without Mm. fear, without resistance, without, you know, panic. Then what we do is we release that frequency and that energy to be transformed into something that feels better. Because when we feel, when we cry, when we go through, we then transform, we feel better, we heal. But when we don't, what's happened is that we create that resistance for the collective. Mm. And that is the layer that we're shedding collectively. So do not resist. And on that, when you're talking about the empathic people that are feeling everything, I want to tell you this, and I want you guys, again, to invite you to think about it as rivers, to think about it as waves that move through your body. So I remember when I started to understand how I process things and how I I pick up for the collective. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, sometimes I just needed to cry. And instead of saying, okay, what's happening? Why am I sad? Uh, What do I need to do? Instead of trying to make sense of it and to create a story around the reason why I was crying, I just got on my yoga mat and cried for 15 minutes and then dance it out, Mm. (laughs) you know? So in terms of like feeling all these things, it's like, they're not you, don't not do not make it about you. Do not yeah. identify with it. Like, do not dramatize it. It's okay to feel. It's a human thing to feel. That's part of our technology. But we love to make a story and we love to dramatize it and we love to understand it. I love but that. But we don't need to. Yeah, that's cool. And so when you talk about 5D and like the fifth dimension, right? So I've heard this, but I still don't completely understand it. So like, what does that mean? Like when you say we're moving, like what is the history of, what is the dimensional history of our planet? Thank you. Yeah. Totally. So, and I'm telling you, 
I've never studied this. I have no idea. I just know from going into the matrix and trying to understand what they're, what they're telling me. And I'm just, a, I'm just a messenger pretty mm. much. But what happens is in the 3D dimension, and it's not like, like I said, we're not moving anywhere. We, all the dimensions are present in this moment from, mm. the, from the third to the 12th, which I've heard is their 12th. Okay, okay. So they're all happening at the same time. But we, our conscious allows us to, or not allows us, but we consciously allow a certain dimension to, to, to play in a certain dimension. So when we're in a 3D dimension, there are people that are still, you know, suffering and thinking that is about them in a victim, in the victimization mindset, mm. in everything is happening for me, and, you know, money blocks or, or money is, is horrible and it's chaos and it's, you know, eager or all these things. So, when we're in a 3D dimension, we are really operating from the lower chakras. We're operating from survival, from mm. anger, from ego, from scarcity, and all these things. And, and when we move into the fifth, fourth, and fifth dimension, what happens is that we're operating in the higher chakras now, which they were not away from a lot of, they were not awakened for a lot of the collective, like, you know, 95% of the collective had no idea how to use intuition, how to mm. use their heart to be guided and how to communicate from their heart without words. Because what happens when I channel too, is that they say that the words are so limiting. Mm because our vocabulary can only express things that we know, but they're saying, what about the things that you don't know? Oh, that's cool. So, so when, you when we talk about dimensions, we talk about operating from our wholeness, operating from mm. all that we can as humans, not only our human survival, but our spirit. So what we're moving into is the integration of a spirit and humanness. Interesting. So when we, when we talk about, so like getting to not getting to, I guess, cause right. Like all the dimensions are present here, but as far as like our awareness and consciousness, right? like, is that like, do we just keep moving up? Hopefully is that like, is that how it goes? <laughs> well, that's, that's a great question. And I don't know specifically the answer to mm. be honest. When I started to hear about moving, like I said, I mean, when, when I heard about the fires and when I was receiving the messages about the fires in Australia, I thought we were moving to another planet <laughs> because mm. I was like, how can we, how can we evolve within this planet? But we can, and it moves to 5D. And I also learned that there's a lot of people that have given prophecies about the world moving into the five dimension like right. operating as a base from the fifth dimension the thing is is that when we move up dimensions time and space just become an illusion right. so that becomes a little bit more complicated i believe because when there's no time where there's no space where everything is just like happening at all times yeah, i believe that yes it's, it's it's really wild so what happens is i mean when we are all operating in fifth dimension what we can do is astral travel and mm. move up the dimensions without needing to move anywhere. But we need at least to be operating that fifth dimension to be able to, for our third dimensional mind, like for our brain to even comprehend the wideness of the universe. That's cool. So really this process is us becoming more spiritual, like stepping into 
our spiritual being an energetic being? Is this totally it's, it's remembering, remembering remembering that we are divine remember mm-hmm. that we are more than the body remembering that. that we're using like one percent out of our abilities and our gifts what's up my peeps i know you're enjoying this episode an immense an incredible amount and how we receive and manifest abundantly Ooh, man, it gets pretty tricky. And so what I developed for you specifically listening, I developed a free PDF to help you break through three fear-based beliefs keeping you from financial freedom. So financial freedom isn't what you think it is. It's not about how much money you make. Of course, you got to make them, you know, cover your necessities and your needs. But true financial freedom is in your beliefs, is in your mindset, is even in your heart, your psychology. And so I just... I made this free guide for you. So go check the link in my description. Go check the show notes. It's all free. Go download it so you can break through the fear, the three fear-based beliefs keeping you from financial freedom. I cover some, like you think debt is wrong. If you always think like I'll never have enough. If you think I'll be happy when I get this much money, there's different things that you're unaware of that you are thinking fear-based beliefs instead of love and abundant-based beliefs. So go check that out. It's in the description Could to go download the free guide. All right, y'all, keep diving in. Let's go. I love that. That's freaking awesome. So, and that's like a perfect segue because um, when we talked earlier and I think because you mentioned on this conversation that we're having right now about... Um, how people not listening with their hearts, right? Like 95, you said 95% of people, um, it's like we're still in that, I guess, just humanness, like only that, like the fear, the lower chakras. So like transitioning into like how to listen to our heart. And one thing you said to me really hit me is that you said every time I fail, quote unquote, it's because I try to get wisdom outside of myself. Um, and I think that's incredibly beautiful because that's exactly what we're talking about in this transition for humans and the beings that we are is you said every time I fail, it's because I try to get wisdom outside of myself when I try too hard. So will you expand on that? Like, I love that idea. Totally. And I believe that we're all very different technology technologically talking uh, or technologically speaking. We're all very different and we all learn very differently. So a lot of people learn from listening to others. A lot of people learn from feeling into others. Um, But I believe that that is beautiful. (laughs) That is amazing. But I also believe that we have this wound as a collective to think that the wisdom that we seek and the approval that we seek is on somebody else but we don't understand with our third dimensional mind is that that somebody else is us Mm. because we are one right so to break it down a little bit is to think that the answers that we seek whether they are in somebody else's brain are already within us Mm. and the answers that we seek are available to us in a state of receptivity to i don't want to say the akashic records only but the wisdom that i was saying in the beginning that is available to everybody and to know that the 
the compass and the biggest teacher that we can ever have is our own highest self. Because mm. first of all, that highest self is the one that knows why the heck we're here, right. what we're here to do, and where to go to find the next step and the next step stone into, you know, the evolution that we came here to, to receive. So for me, what happens is like, I've noticed that there was this collective wound about not enough credits or not enough study, not enough certificates, not enough, you know, diplomas. So I was always looking for like a teacher or like, you know, a way to, to prove that I know, I know what I'm talking about. Please listen. And, and I understood that every time I went to study with somebody, I was like, but I already knew that. So I just, I guess I just need that certificate. And I just, I have, I just need to say I studied with that person so that I can have more credibility. Mm. But the idea is, is that if we're, we're all able to tune in inwards, we will not only have the knowledge that we seek, but the clear guidance into where to go to receive what we need at each moment. Damn. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Like, I love that. That's so cool. Like, what is, I like how you said, I mean, right. And I totally believe this too. Is like, like, I like how you said you were getting answers from these other people, but you're like, you already knew that. Right. Right. That's so interesting. And when, like, you've mentioned the matrix a few times, and that might just be like how we try and define it, but how would you verbalize it in the best way possible like what is that great so the matrix the way i see it is like an x-ray of Mm. the energetic so if you were able to just go into the energy the energy because we're energy right so if we were to shut down what we see as physical and just see energy that's the matrix ah okay 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 where everything is energy. So everything moves and interacts with each other depending on the energies, like energies. That's the matrix. That's cool. I like that, like an x-ray. And then how does, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for like, this is fun. This is a a little lesson for for me and hopefully for everyone else. And then with the matrix, how does that relate to like the quantum field? Yeah. So the matrix for me is just a way to see it. The way I see it is, okay, I'm in the matrix because now I can see the energies. I can close my eyes and I'm just seeing energies. I'm just understanding what's happening. And the quantum field is just all the possibilities that exist within the matrix. So the quantum field is just pretty much what I was talking about, all dimensions and all possibilities. The way I see it is all dimensions go up like the fifth all the way to the 12th Uh and the possibilities are horizontal. Ooh, interesting. So vertically would be the dimensions and then horizontally will be the possibilities. And we are able to play as high as we want and as lateral as we want. And those are concepts that again are really hard to comprehend in a 3d dimension (laughs) for for example and this was again such a shock to me because my mom lives in miami and i live in sweden and i haven't lived with my mom for quite a while and i remember my mom has been such a teacher to me in in you know and learning so much about myself and and understanding so many things but a year ago i had a big confrontation with my mom and i had a panic attack 
and an anxiety attack. And I understood finally it was necessary for me to, for it to happen yeah. to understand the dynamics of each other, like of, of our relationship. And yeah. the reason why I, I, I used to be such an anxiety person and a stress person because of our dynamics and how her energy interacts with my energy. So we had this, you know, big, huge fight and, and I had panic attacks and anxiety attacks and all these things. And it was the first time that she really saw it full on, like the effect that she has on my energy and why I'm such a sensitive and mm. quote unquote weird or not weird, <laughs> but in her mind it is right. because she doesn't understand it. Yeah, totally. In a, th- in, a, in a third dimensional mind, you don't understand how does it come that you have to be so sensitive about something that you can't see. So when I was trying to explain to her how I operate and how her energy affects my energy and how energy work, it was like talking to a toddler mm. that wants to talk about something else and is <laughs> absolutely not interested about yeah. math. So it was like, and I understood for the first time when, when I, when I go up and I channel how they say that language is so limited yeah. and I was feeling like if I can, if my mom is my mom, the person that, that I should be able to talk to and should be able to understand me so completely, mm. she, we can't talk the same language because in her mind, third, in her third dimensional mind, it's almost impossible. Mm. So this is when we're talking about how, when we're operating on those levels, how impossible it is to understand the, the wideness of the universe and, and how much we can play and what we're able to do and the possibilities of the quantum field. I love that. That's so cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, this completely makes sense. This is, I'm having a really fun time. I'm, I'm learning a lot. So <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah. um, with, and so that, also perfectly flows into manifestation and so like right playing i love how i love the world the word play right because it's our um you're gonna start like inspiring me to use this lingo like our 3d selves right are all about work right survival yeah instead of joy and play and thriving so how can we manifest from a joyful abundant limitless like mindset or heart set and soul set so beautiful and it literally like right before this podcast 15 minutes i was having a download about these archetypes of how we manifest about Mm -hmm. these wounded archetypes in which we manifest and it goes into this program that i'm developing to to help people understand the dynamics of quantum leaping and the dynamics of abundance and living in abundance. And I'm not perfect at all. And the way I work is that I have to go through it and I have to experience it and I have to have the awakening so that then I can teach it to people. Mm -hmm. So as I told you a few days ago when we talked is that I'm, I'm currently right now awakening into a different way of manifesting into the 50 right? A a different way of manifesting that is not work, 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 do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these archetypes of how we manifest, which I think it's going to answer the question that you're asking most accurately is from where are we manifesting? Because we're manifesting all the time. That's like no question about it. 
we manifest all the time, but this is what happens. So if we're operating from our archetype that is, um, for example, that is a victim. So we're manifesting in situations in which we are the victim. That's just the way it goes. Or we're manifesting situations in which we have to work until we are compromising our health mm-hmm. until we did receive. So these or are the archetypes are, you're talking about, right? Yes, Like a victim yes. would be one, potentially? Exactly. So like a victim or like a... I mean, I, I still, cause I'm just in the middle of the download, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it was so clear to me how that happens. But there is, you know, the self, the sabotage, which is the one that is like the manifestation is about to become through, to become true. Like you're about to receive the money that you've been manifesting forever. And right before you do that, you sabotage it somehow. Mm. You stop it. You call somebody else. You shift your energy. Something happens so that that manifestation doesn't come through. Or you are in this archetype, like I said, that you are like um, sacrificing. So the victim, the sacrificing, um, the the sabotager, like when you're sacrificing so much, like, okay, I need to be sick until I receive, for me to be able to receive 10K, 20K, 50K, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that your number is. But you won't allow yourself to receive it until you get sick. So that's like the stake of it when it comes to manifestation. And as you're saying, how can we manifest easier is to recognize in which archetype are you playing? You need to know which archetype are you, which story are you telling yourself about your ways of manifesting? If you are manifesting from the archetype that needs to work so hard, then in a way, the only way to get out of that cycle is to be so sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) To be so sick of it, say like literally what happened to me. I am not born (laughs) or structured to work 10 days in a computer. I mean, that's just literally the worst thing I could do. And that's what I was doing. Mm. So the universe just showed me really beautifully. And I want to share this with you in ways how we can how we are like sabotaging and working on that and creating this story, these archetypes, and we don't even know it. So I was promoting my program, which is Own Your Authenticity Mastermind, where I help people awakening to that remembering of who they are, their, mm-hmm. their, their human technology and healing everything that is on the way so that they can operate authentically. And I was doing that and I will on all in. I said, okay, I want... I usually have about eight to seven people because there's mm-hmm. a lot of one-on-ones. I said, I want 11 people. I'm going to hire all these people to help me do all this marketing. Mm. We're going to go big. And I worked myself, but I knew that I was doing that to myself. When I, if there was a, a day of, of a time of the day where I had finished everything that was on the list, I would have stayed an extra hour just to find out if something was wrong. And I knew that I was working so hard and I was getting so tired, but I was just working through it. And the funny thing is, is that a day before I publicly launched this thing, I just said, hey, my program is about to come out tomorrow. If you guys have, if you're just interested about it, send me a text. Three people DM me that day and sign up for my program. And then this whole launch, which was, we worked on that launch for two months, by the way, mm. <laughs> it's huge. This whole launch, you know, I had a, a I had a free five-day workshop with 500 people who signed up and it was huge. It was amazing. And you know what? I had two weeks and a half of open enrollment. Nobody signed up. Interesting. Right? And I was like, 
what is this is extremely interesting <laughs> but like extremely interested and uh -huh. i'm not going to tell you and and the thing is i worked through so much healing on that launch because it was so much resistant it was it was tough personally mm -hmm. i was doubting a fear was going yeah. on doubt was going on all these things and i and i remember i have i have Maybe I took, no, here's a post. I have a post on the back of my desk <laughs> that says, this is, and I wrote this down at the beginning of the launch, this is happening for me to learn and to step into quantum leaping. Ooh. So I just kept on looking at that post, like, okay, there's something behind this. It's like, what is the reason that this, and then, you know, the day of closing enrollment happened and I was sitting and I was feeling so like glad that I only had three people because I was going to be able to, invest my energy in them and to really pay attention to them and to honor my own energy because I knew that if I had nine to 11 people, I was going to barely have time for anything else. Mm. And, and the funny thing is that the universe was telling me a funny way to say, why are you working so hard if you just have to announce things and then people will sign up. Yeah. Send me a text. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like send me a text, send me a text and people will come. So this was a huge, I mean, I'm telling you I had 500 people sign up for a, for a free five day workshop, like in a normal, normal, you know, paradigm, people will sign up. Like that's just math. But the universe had a different plan because they needed me to know that there was an easiest, an easier way. And they needed me to mm. know that there were bigger plans for me, which I know now, I understand now, that I needed a space for. That things can be easier and to lean back. But I wouldn't have understood until I realized that I was in this archetype of work, 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 no trust in the universe, even though mm. I, I teach this, but I was just <laughs> over my yeah. head on this. I think that's amazing because it's so we there's a couple different things like that we've talked about, right? As far as like you mentioned, like the panic or anxiety attack with your mom, you have mentioned like this course launch not going exactly how you thought, right? But like what was the, so just so everyone knows, if you're not watching the video, she has sticky notes behind her desk on this wall and you just, <laughs> and the one that you just read, um, you just pulled it off the wall. And what was it exactly? It says, this is happening for me to learn and to step into quantum leaping. I love it. So like, this is happening for me to learn. I think that's a great mantra for everything and everyone. Um, Cause like the, for me to, I'm, I've been learning so much about like recently, like five, six, five days ago. Um, I didn't expect this, but, um, like someone reached out to me as far as you like quote unquote, like high caliber, highly successful person, um, that I've come to know. And like, and they actually asked about coaching, which was like an extreme compliment to me. I'm like, Oh, you know, I didn't even expect it, but then it ended up like not working out um, for now. Right. But the thing that it taught me is again, it just up leveled my confidence or belief in myself because it's like, cause everyone has fear no matter who you are. Right. And so for someone of that, whatever success level, um, and reach will, will like reach out to me to like do that is that was like potentially the lesson to like up level my own game of like, right with like quantum leap like what is possible horizontally vertically like any which direction that we don't even know how to describe right and so i think that's just really cool of 
and just like that interaction that like, inspired a post and now of, of I signed like someone else. So I just truly believe like all of these experiences that we're describing are not only for us and that goes into what you described. It's for everyone because um, we are the collective. The collective is us. And I think that's so beautiful. Um, and that just reminded me of how just like quote unquote getting rejected isn't necessarily it's about me. It's teaching me so I can help someone else at the same time. Absolutely. We, we have in my programs, we have this thing that we always say, which is everything is happening for me. Mm-hmm. Everything is happening for me because then we become curious. We become explorers. We become yeah. playful with the field of this reality that we see as the ultimate reality. And and then, you know, then when we, when we understand that, then we can go f- further into quantum leaping, which is a whole nother story of how I quantum leap right after that um, and how I am in a different reality that I was, you know, a few, a, a month ago. And, and how, thank God that thing didn't work out. Like, right. oh my God, thank God, right? <laughs> so, but, but it's just understanding, okay, so if everything is happening for me, going back to the idea of manifesting in ease, if everything is happening for me, and then we can relax a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's all the game and you get to have it all? What if, if all you have to do is to be yourself and to play in the field of experience, of things that come through, as, as, as long as you hold a vision very clearly of what you are available or unavailable for in this reality? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So what is your opinion on... And I know you're in the middle of the download and like this course or whatever you're building sounds super dope, but what is, what is, and I like how you talk about this cause it is so individual and that's another thing we're moving away from, right. Or moving beyond is that it's, there's like one way or there's like one size fits all. And if people like we've, we've been talking about human design, like that's a huge thing people Google at and like in our membership, I assume, you know, Victoria, do you know Victoria Jane Victoria. by chance? Oh, yes. Yeah, she works with human design, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes. so, yeah. So, like, within our membership, like, she taught people. And, like, it's just interesting because, like, and watching people study that more is it is. It's just, like, you're a unique blueprint. But if we did have to have a general statement because we're speaking to many people, how, how could we be more open from your experience of what you've seen and what you've experienced personally how can we open ourselves to receive instead of like get? Cause that's something that I've been playing with. And like, what if, what if life isn't getting what you want? What if life is more about receiving what you want? That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> How, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I love that. I, I actually love that idea. And, and absolutely, absolutely. Right. So it's more about tuning in and then moving from that place. So it's not about like what you talk about, you know, when you go outside for answers, but it's actually tuning in, mm-hmm. letting that come through and then acting upon, acting upon, you know, not upon I should do this, but like, let me see how I play out. And your question about how can we be more open? I think the best gift that we can all give to humanity is to understand our human technology. If everybody mm-hmm. understands their own human technology, their ways in which they receive messages, the way in which they operate, the way in which they need to heal then that is opening <laughs> mm-hmm. that is getting out of the 30 
victim, everything's happening to me, to everything is happening for me. So how can I set myself up for success? How can I, and this is the way I saw it when I was downloading some of these things for this program is mm. how can I facilitate for my soul's essence, for my soul's technology to operate the most easily and freely? I just got chills. Yeah, I love that. So it's about like, how can we set ourselves up in our environment, in the things that we do, in the people that are we related to? How can we set ourselves up so that our soul and our technology and our essence can play the role and not us? Mm. That's opening. That's really opening. That's really, I think those are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves in this moment. Because as, as I told you, I mean, when I said 95% of the, of the population was asleep, I mean, I don't believe that's true now. I think after this awakening, we have so many light workers and so many people yeah. asking the bigger questions and the bigger questions in this moment, when the bigger questions, you know, a couple of years ago was, you know, who am I going to marry? How many kids I'm going to have yep. and what college I'm going to go to or what university I'm going to get into. I think the bigger questions that we need to be asking ourselves right now is, what is my soul here to do and how mm. can I facilitate that? That's dope. I love that. And um, mm. do you know who Kyle Cease is? No. Um, I'm pretty sure you would like him, but he used to be a comedian. Now he's, um, I guess, like a teacher or a guy like us. But he, one of the things I heard him say that I really liked is that, are you making it as easy as possible to receive? Yeah. Because, and what that shifted in my head is like, like God, the universe, matrix, quantum, whatever, right? Source is literally trying to give it to you. And I think that's a huge belief shift is like, if we are like, instead of getting and receiving, it's like, it's trying to give it to you, but you're blocking it. So it's like- With the archetypes. Right. And so like asking how, like, am I truly making as easy as possible to receive? I think is another great question to ask yourself. And I love how you ask questions because- I think that's the best way because again, it reveals of what we have been talking about. Like you already have the answers within you. So it's just asking the question and meditating and reflecting and praying on it instead of like, like Ben, Daniela, like tell us what to do. It's like, no, you know what to do. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because that's the thing is like, if we ask ourselves the questions of, and I'm sure everybody that's listening, it's probably related to one of those archetypes that I was talking about. It's probably mm -hmm. relating to, am I making it too easy, too hard? Or am <laughs> I in the other archetype that I was thinking about is, you know, when we feel like, oh, but I am, I am too innocent. Like, why would I receive anything if I don't know what to do with it? Why would I receive anything if I have no value to give? Mm. Uh, who am I to receive if I really have nothing to teach, nothing to say, nothing to give, you know? So is this kind of like innocent? I'm too innocent. I really don't know anything. So let's just the big grown-ups do the work. So any of those archetypes, the sabotage, the, the child, the innocent, the victim, like all of those that we've been talking about, notice what's this play and story that you're telling yourself in your head that that's the one that is blocking what the universe is saying like please hello <laughs> <laughs> please 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 we are literally trying our best to sneak our way into yeah. and you keep on sabotaging this thing so yeah yeah and it's um about shoot i just lost it was something about like receiving um damn <laughs> 
Hopefully, oh, it was about how not getting what we want when we want because you just triggered this in my mind as far as because we're not even ready for all of it. So asking the question, right, yeah. is like, seriously, like if you were to receive the life of your dreams, like right in this moment, like with a snap of the fingers, you wouldn't know what to do with it. So like what are your thoughts, wisdom, guidance on just like trusting that process and that timing? Because like truly, if like, if you were getting everything you asked for right now, that'd be a lot to handle. It is a lot to handle. And when we talk about quantum leaping, and if, if some of you that are listening have no idea what that is, that means kind of moving into the reality in which you already received those things. Mm -hmm. So kind of collapsing time from, you know, one, from one year that it would take you to get something, collapsing time into for it to come through today. And that is the thing that I'm working on right now personally, which is I quantum leaped a couple of days after my launch close. And what I understood is like, I woke up the next day and I was like, okay, so is everything happening? And it is, but it was an integration process. Right. So it was not like that day I received everything that I wanted in that reality is that my, even the technology, even the DNA of my body needed to shift in order for me to become the person that has already I don't know, that has a million dollar company, that has a multi-million dollar company that can mm. handle 200, 400, 300 people yeah. on a group because you cannot just wake up tomorrow and be able to hold that kind of a space, to hold that kind of money, to be the person that has already gotten that. So when it comes to receiving all that you want, know that there is a process, not only for that to come, but for you to become the person that is ready to receive that. Boom. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, last question before the last question is, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> you've mentioned, um, not on this call, but to me before about the min and max theory and about goals and about, cause to me, I've been thinking about this, how we are, man, I love, hold on before you said quantum leap, which is collapsing time. I love that. Um, I just have to check that, like check that in my body. Um, but are we, are we um, evolving beyond goals? Like what are your thoughts? So the min and max theory and then goals in general. You know, nobody has asked, has asked me this question like this. So let me just kind of energetically look <laughs> at it and then, and then respond from there. So are we moving beyond goals? So when we look at a goal, so what a goal gives us, if you think about, and from all the listeners, I want you to think about a number that is a little bit higher than the one you are receiving this moment. So just think about a number that is higher and what that number makes you feel. And that, that is the thing that we're evolving into, right? So what the number does is that it gives us um, emotional response and energetic response to that which we're ready to match. Right. So then one, we understand that that's where we're ready to match, then that's where we go. But it's easier for our mind to say, oh, OK, I'm ready to have, um, you know, a business that makes this amount of money or I'm ready to make this amount of money a month or I'm ready to have this many people in my program or I'm ready to, you know, have the promotion of this or whatever. So are we moving beyond goals? Yes, because ultimately what we are manifesting is not the number is the way that we're going to feel and the person yeah. that we're going to be when we receive that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching you like feel into it. That's funny. Like, yeah. That was good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. But it's like, sometimes if I go, if I, if I stumble too much on what I'm saying, then I think in, in another thing that is happening right now is 
energy is so valuable and words as limited as they are can kind of confuse a little bit. So I think less word and less energy to, to be a little bit more direct. is like the way to go nowadays, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm all about it. So what is like to you, what is, so you were, I love this flow. So about, you were just t- talking about the feeling, right? And I'm all about that of even like setting emotional based goals instead of like, it's just switching the goal around instead of I want, I'm going to do this thing and I hope it feels, makes me feel this way. It's reversing that. It's like, I want to feel this way. So I'm going to do something that makes, therefore I feel that way because of that. So I love this flow. And so the podcast, right. It's called feeling free. So about, I love to end on this, on this note about feeling. So how do you, when, when, and how do you, Daniela, feel the most free? When, and this is, this is the, the funny thing because nowadays, that's how my days are led, by the mm. way, is I wake up and I ask my buddy, what can I do for you today to, what can I do for you today to support you? What can I do Love for it. you today to, to, again, set myself up so that my soul can shine? Sure. And then with that, then, you know, the first thing that my soul wants to do is to get free, <laughs> to be free. So mm. what do I do or, or when do I feel the most free is when I allow myself for that question. Oof. When I ask myself, what can I do for you to feel free today? What can I do for you to celebrate today? And then to start with that when you wake up. Like if that's what you're, is that what you're striving for? Is that what you're seeking? Anybody can do that today. And once you do that and when that becomes your reality, manifestation is easy peasy, right? Because then how easy it is to just switch everything into feeling it right now so that the outer world can match that. And it's what everybody talks about manifestation. Oh, you have to feel it for it to come. Okay. But how does that work? Well, don't think about the goal. Think about wake up, be in service to you first, to your body, to your technology. Ask yourself, how can I make you feel free today? And that is my priority over anything else. That's Mm. I love that. That's beautiful. And what was the answer today, this morning? How did you make yourself feel free today? So, so today is really funny because <laughs> the last few days is just such a little thing. But, um, but today it was about celebration. So today is a celebration. Mm. So I just got to celebrate. So today, you know, when I told you before we got into this call that I got so mad about something that didn't work out, mm-hmm. I was like, let's celebrate. <laughs> let's celebrate <Yeah>. that. <laughs> like, let's go and have fun and celebrate that in, in some way. So sometimes it's just like, give me water or give me freedom or give me nature or walk me outside or, mm. I mean, something really simple us dance or you know whatever it is but but prioritizing that so the body knows that it's taken care of and that is loved i love that and one final note for me is because you're talking about celebrating and we talked about earlier like thank god something didn't work out usually we celebrate things for things that did happen what if we celebrated things that didn't happen what if we just celebrate everything for no reason Ooh, even better <laughs> <laughs> Right. So like uh, my friend, a friend of mine has this mantra that says just for today, everything is a celebration. Just for today, everything is a celebration. And that's just such a beautiful shift of mindset. I love that. Well, Daniela, you are, you're, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, we're all unique, but you specifically, (laughs) (laughs) you, you're awesome. Thank you for sharing the space. Thank you for explain is like so many different things. I mean, like I've learned a ton and like, 
it was really, really cool. I'm excited to listen back to this. And I just want to say, I appreciate you. So thank you for having this convo and this energetic exchange within the matrix that I can't see, thank you. but I know you, it's there. So it's there totally. <laughs> and, and thank you for enabling this because that's the thing to facilitate me shining through because otherwise it would be me just talking in my kitchen, you know, about the matrix. <laughs> so thank you so much for enabling me to share the message that needs to be shared. So thank you. I, I admire your work and I, and I think you're doing such a necessary it's like you're creating such a necessary space for people to to shift their mindsets, to awaken, to you know upgrade. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. You're so freaking welcome. I appreciate you. Adios. Adios. All right, y'all. You know what to do. Make sure you go subscribe on Apple, subscribe, follow on Spotify. And if you're on Apple, you are on iTunes, make sure you leave a review and then take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I would absolutely love to know that you are listening and what you think. And make sure you go follow our dear friend, Daniela, on Instagram. Her link is in the description. It is in the show notes. And from what you've heard, man, just like how to get spiritual clarity like that true magic that abundance and what she's developing of how to manifest things you don't want to miss her she's she's powerful obviously you just heard it she's amazing all right y'all get ready for this week's fear to freedom story let's go All right, y'all, if you are unaware, what we do at the end of each episode is I tell you a fear to freedom story to inspire you, to empower you, and to believe in yourself and the amazing human that you are, like me and Daniela talked about, is to remember who you are. Um, Because I don't believe that I'm some guru. I don't believe I'm some, kind of like what Daniela said, right? Is like, we're all unique, but some of us have forgotten. Most of, actually all of us at some point have disconnected. And so I'm not here to tell you what to do i'm here to ask questions and to guide you and to help you remember what you've forgotten and the love and the freedom that you that you possess so this week's fear to freedom story is honestly this is one of the coolest client breakthroughs that i've had that i have experienced they're all my favorites so i know some of you are listening you're still my favorite you're all my favorite um but it's special because of how deep the fear went and so we're going to call this client jack and Jack's story is that, man, he, his life has really been lived in fear, lived um, outside of himself, um, people-pleasing, afraid to really do anything that he wants to do, um, lo- like cowering, lowering his voice um, because he didn't want to be uh, disappoint others. And there are different you know, childhood stories and beliefs and systems and relationships that have formed these beliefs. But through the coaching process, we discovered this one belief. And I know this can be powerful for a lot of you, um, especially who come up through a religious background. And it's not that religion is bad by any means. Um, But sometimes, right, the structure of religion or I believe most of the intent is religion is good. Um, But sometimes, right, man, we are nowhere near perfect. So we can misconstrue that of what God or the universe, universal message of love can be. So Jack, growing up, very religious, very Christian. Um, And so his belief that he discovered, well, you have to know that Jack is, he's um, in his, um, he's in his 60s and he is gay and not many people know that he is gay, just close family. And so that's part of the reason why he's hid, um, hid his truth, hid his freedom and love from himself. Like he really doesn't love himself. Um, um, 
used to not love himself, put that big asterisk, asterisk there. But we discovered this belief is that God doesn't love me, therefore no one loves me. And I hope you hear how powerful in the opposite way of usually powerful, how detrimental this belief is. Like, God doesn't love me. No one loves me. Can you feel the heaviness of this? Like, no wonder he feels so miserable, right? Like, if they have been subconsciously telling themselves that we are unlovable for decades, all because of this belief, of course we're going to feel like not good enough. Of course we're not going to speak our minds. Of course we're going to feel unworthy of love and feel like we don't deserve this and unworthy of this and we're not valuable. If we are, like, in this case, a Christian, God-fearing, God-loving person, and then we have this deep belief that God doesn't love us because we've been raised that God doesn't love gays and people have said that, right? Like, um, like our society in this, like, of course, like it's totally normal and totally natural for him to have this view, to have this deep belief and like a hundred percent believe it, right? Like it's not just, oh, I wonder. It's like in your subconscious guys, you don't usually know what's happening because it's in your subconscious, and that's what's so insidious is that these unconscious beliefs are ruling your life. They're ruling your happiness. They're ruling your freedom and how you make decisions and how free you feel and how you operate. And that's why I love telling you these stories is because so you can hopefully realize something within you and then also be inspired that absolutely anything is possible. So with Jack, right, we discovered God doesn't love me. Therefore, no one loves me. All right. This was formed from parents, formed from church, formed from school and society. And the next question is, right, how did we break through? So we have this deep belief that God doesn't love me. No one loves me. Of course, we're not going to feel very happy with that belief that we're telling ourselves every day, multiple times throughout the day in different ways. So the way that we broke through is I asked some different questions is, like I questioned him because, you know, he's still a Christian and believes in God is that God is love, right? God loves all his children. And so, and he also has a daughter. So I asked him the question, is there anything your daughter could do that would lessen that love? Is there anything your daughter could do that lessen, that would lessen the love that you have for her? He said, no. All right. Then I asked, do you think God feels the same about you? Do you think there's anything that you can do that would lessen his love for you? Like fundamentally, like knowing that you are absolutely doing your best all the time. And he said, no, like, I don't think so. Right. And so, and then I asked, okay, next, what is possible? Like, what do you want to believe? Instead of thinking that God doesn't love you that, and that therefore no one loves you because you are gay and right. You're sinning or you have this different lifestyle that's not worthy or righteous. Like once we know that if you have that same love for your daughter, if there's nothing that she can do to dissipate, ruin, reject that love, God's love, right? God loves all of us. And so what he wants to believe when I ask that question, what do you want to believe? And he said, I am love. I just got chills again. So, when he said, I am love, I am love, right? In this moment, we both felt an electricity through our body and we paused and I asked if he felt that and we agreed that we both felt this amazing thing that from God doesn't love me and no one loves me, 
we realized that I am love, that I, my existence, my energy, my being, my spirit, every part about me is love. Like you were born on this earth, you see babies, like nothing has changed. Like we're still that person, we're still that spirit, right? We've just forgotten and that we are love through different life circumstances. It just happens. That's what we do. We get disconnected and we need to remember and find ourselves again. So, like I told him that this is love. This is the pure love that we are born with. This is the love that runs through each of us and it's infinite. There is no end. There is no scarcity. There is no beginning. There is no end. It's everywhere. It's endless. It's limitless. So you are love. You listening right now, this amazing breakthrough of one of the biggest reasons like of this self-worth and self-love, it goes into much more of just this one thing. It goes into our body image. It goes into our work. It goes into our family. Like what are we literally telling ourselves every day? It's so, it's insidious, but that's why I think fear, like we typically avoid it. So by looking into it, by addressing it, by leaning into it, it is truly one of the most powerful things that you can have happen to you. I've seen so many, I mean, you can hear these breakthroughs every single week and there's more that you haven't even heard. So they're just truly amazing and breathtaking. And I just want to tell you that if you are doubting this, you are love. Whether it's you don't think you love yourself, your parents don't love you, God doesn't love you, society doesn't love you, no one loves you, that is absolutely not true. That is not a scientifically proven fact. It is not true whatsoever. It is not fundamentally or foundationally true. Even if someone has told you that multiple times, it is absolutely not true. So I just want to tell you, man, I love you. I believe in you so much. And if this story resonates with you, um, I'd love to work with you on a personal coaching level. Um, go to feeling-free.com slash coaching, and you can check out some of the testimonials, some of the program graduates Um, If this inspired you, if this message truly, if you want to feel that freedom, if you want to feel that love, because really what fear is doing is it's you are resisting the freedom to love yourself. So by leaning into that fear, learning how to regulate and manage that fear, it gives you the freedom to love yourself deeply. And that's what we go through. So go to feeling-free.com slash coaching. And I'd love to see you, man, hopefully... I mean, you hear this every single episode, if you're listening to every single episode, that I truly believe in you. You you are amazing. You are love. There's nothing you can do to erase that. You always will be those things. And I hope, my dearest, deepest hope is, yes, is that you can remember this for yourself. I'm here to remind you. I'm here to tell you just in case you don't hear it. But the most powerful thing is for you to tell yourself that and to realize that from within, not from me right? So I'm here to spark something within you because truly you're love. You're beautiful. You are worth it. Have an amazing day.